Mattingly, get rid of those sideburns. What sideburns? You heard me, hippie. through another week of baseball even though now the St. Louis Cardinals wanted to stop playing and the Milwaukee I guess the Milwaukee Brewers and the Detroit Tigers also stopped playing and the Marlins are back to playing but Aralvis Chapman's still out not playing and just a lot a lot of crazy shit and once again diving into the craziest shit of it all is us 
the, the Get Rid of Your Sideburns crew. Of course, your boy Brian. Mike Flanagan, what's up? And joining us for the first time in a long time. But you, you know him, you love him, because he's been on a, a whole bunch of other podcasts that I've bothered him to join me in, that I've, I've tested him to come on. It's my good buddy, Joey. Joey, say what's up to the crowd. Hey, guys, what's going on? Brian, thanks, Mike, for, ha- uh, thanks for having me here. I love doing the podcast with you, and you're never pestering me. It's always oh. fun, and it's great talking, so. It, like, I feel like the pot, like podcasting is just like, well, I've got these microphones in a very annoying attitude. I feel like I could definitely make some headway in this. <laughs> 100%. I've had a lot of opinions, and now you people are going to hear them. Very opinionated, that's right. <laughs> right. Um, speaking of being very opinionated, um, Clint Frazier is finally back in the major leagues, and uh, he needs to stay. Agreed. He's a beast, man. The guy can flat out rake. Yep. Flat out rake. And he has been, um, you know, since he came up. Uh, and, you know, anytime he comes up, he hits. Uh, I feel bad that he's toiling away, um, you know, kind of doing the, the uh, taxi squad and going back and forth with the minors. Um, I'll be honest, I think this is, this is kind of the year for him. Um, either trade him for someone fucking great pitching wise. Um, or, you know, just, you gotta put, you gotta play him. This is, this is the last year you can kind of dick around with him. He's 26 now. And, you know, I think that's the move. I don't know what, uh, how you guys feel about years that. younger than Aaron judge, but I don't think he's ever hit that. He's never played enough to hit like service time. Right. He's like, no, I don't even think he's ever been eligible for rookie of the year. Oh my God. I think he just needs 135 at bats in a season. Yeah, they have a limit to that, of course. Yeah, I think I think when he, uh, yeah, when he like that last year, he when uh, when he was tearing the cover off the ball, and they're like, "Oh, this guy's back." Well, fuck off, <laughs> fuck off, Clint. You're you're out of here. Yeah, I think that like he may have passed that that mark, but he definitely should be a featured player with the Yankees. I know his his uh, defense isn't great, but I feel like that's something you sacrifice, especially in, in the American League game. Well, that's the thing, Mike. You said you wanted to trade him, possibly, to maybe get a pitcher. Do you think National League teams would target him with the defensive liability? I mean, I think he'll be fine out there, you know, if he gets everyday reps and stuff. Um, but do you think a National League team would deal a good arm for a guy? Yeah, I think I do. I mean, the, the upside on that bat is, is huge. Um, you know what I mean? And at this point, realistically, he's a, he's a proven talent. You know, and however, I forget how many games he's had up totally, but, um, you know, I, I absolutely think a, a team could trade for him. I don't, I don't want to, I should, I should go on. Right <laughs> no, right. No, I know. Clint I know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if they were to, they get a lot of pitching for it. And, you know, I think also um, with the possibility of the, uh, the DH becoming a full-time thing, stick that guy in the fucking, the Giants. I don't know, whoever, like oh, yeah. Yeah. a great fit there. Um, you know, just let him, let him hit the ball, make him a Met. We've been sending on those guys a lot of cast off. I mean, hey, we've got, we've got openings now. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's plenty of openings. Yeah. That's actually one of the topics I wanted to bring up. Uh, we had a, a very spirited discussion in our fantasy baseball uh, group text chain about uh, Yoannis Cespedes and every more recently Marcus Stroman opting out of the season for uh, co- uh, I'm air quoting here, COVID-related uh, reasons. Uh, but it is, like, it, in some ways it is kind of obvious to see what they're doing. Uh, on Yoan assessment, a lot of his um, – he thinks that he – because he sat out two games that he wasn't going to be able to kind of reach 
milestones in his contract for him to acquire bonuses. And Stroman waited until the end of July where his service time would have clicked in. So now he could be a free agent next year. Um, here's my deal on that. Uh, yeah, and I, I want to say back me up here because I can't imagine I'm the only one who feels this way. Um, the Cespedes thing's got to be in the top five most ridiculous baseball situations of all time, right? Um, I mean, beyond his normal behavior since he's oh, been yeah. um, just straight up disappearing. <laughs> like, just being like, oh, yeah, I'm out. Like, that's it. Um, it is pretty, pretty fucking wild. Um, that being said, you know, at the time it was going on, and, you know, then Stroman a few days later, uh, I'm really not surprised. I mean, I don't think baseball is doing as good of a job at this as maybe they could, or the players aren't, um, you know, do I think Cespedes was just like, fuck this. I'm not dealing with this shit. The Mets aren't really going anywhere this year already. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. I do. Um, but that's, you know, my opinion. there. Okay. But you get eight teams now making the playoffs in both leagues. So even with the Mets getting off to a slow start, I mean, they could still get a wild uh, one of the playoff spots easily. I think if you look at teams like Florida or Miami with the COVID and now the Cardinals, I could see why Strowman wanted out there. Like these teams aren't taking this serious. And if I had sick family members, look, I'm not playing either. No, yeah, hundred percent. And this is the season to to do something like that. You've seen a couple of guys. You know, Freddie Freeman had it earlier. He said that. Uh, it was possibly the worst time of his life to to have it. Like it was, he felt terrible. He he didn't feel a hundred percent for a long time. Uh, Nick Markick has just opted back. He opted back in, I think, last week. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he came yeah. back. But I, and uh, actually, because of certain situations, I think also because the breakout in St. Louis, uh, Major League Baseball, because they did threaten to cancel the season. They're like, if we this keeps happening, we're going to cancel it. And they kind of sent a six-page memo to the teams about what needs to change. And it looks like if you could let the if the Houston Astros could stop being dicks for a minute, uh, it looks like um, they're kind of following it. Like it, now, all the players who are on the field are optional wearing a mask. Anybody who's in the dugout or not a, not playing has to wear a mask. Uh, they if they're eating food, they can eat food on the plane, but it, they can't talk to people while they're eating, which is a very specific rule, which I feel that like is. that's, that's yeah. kind of like, oh, okay. I think that's more of a Rob Manfred having a problem with people talking with food in their mouth than uh, – <laughs> I mean, I, know, if that's concerned. the case, I respect, I respect that tremendously. Power move. Power I mean, move. Well, I told you my po- one of my podcast pet peeves, and that's like right up my alley. So. It's true. We're not allowed to eat during this podcast. No eating at all. I got dinner right here. What do you mean I can't eat? You got to wait. You got to wait. I'm joking. I'm joking. I got a little liquid dinner going on, fellas. You so. can drink all yeah. you want. It's fine. No, I know. But yeah, um, what is it? They're, they're, and they're very strict now of like what you can't, you can't go out while playing. So like there was a, a situation in Cleveland where I think uh, Zach Plesak and Mike Clevenger. Clevenger, yeah. Two yeah they both went out in Chicago to meet up with friends. And they're like, friends. well, yeah, friends. And they both got like, oh, you can't come in. You got to quarantine for like four days test positive test negative for three tests i think in a row or something so it's very strict when the opportunity when they take the opportunity to go out you know uh but as, as guys i've gone to the bars with both of you would you like 
is this something that is that something you would have like tested if you were in major league baseball player shoes like you know i'm here in chicago it's got a, a pretty decent nightlife some bars are reopening i got some friends in town you know how do you feel about that mike you want to lead it off uh sure uh it's it's horse shit um frankly uh, you know, as somebody who is not a major league baseball player, I am avoiding bars, um, to obviously, um, you know, and at this point I read, uh, I've mentioned this one a few times and I wish I could remember who wrote it, but there was an article, um, on ESPN, um, earlier this year, it was basically saying like this season, it won't necessarily be the best team that wins. It'll be the team that avoids having, uh, multiple players get, coronavirus like that's you know and you look at police act and clevenger it's two huge parts of that cleveland rotation so um then having them out for you know a few games whatever is, is is a pretty big problem so i think um you know regardless of situation uh you have a responsibility you know they're young guys i don't know what their you know marital family situations are or anything like that but you know younger guys haven't been in the league that long um you know, at the end of the day, beyond having responsibility to the public, you know, as a public figure and, and setting an example, you have a responsibility to your team. You know what I mean? And the Indians got blown out 7-1 that game because they had to pitch, you know, um, uh, I guess it was a rookie, like, first first start in the major leagues. Um, you know, and that's what he said. He's like, you know, I shouldn't have been starting this game. Like, we had our essentially are the ace of our staff ready to go. And, you know, the fact that you can't not go out for a little bit, you know, it is, is a little ridiculous. Um, you got to be a little bit more adult about that. You know, you're hurting uh, not only yourself, your teammates, and, uh, you know, your teammates' families. So, um, yeah, I think it was super irresponsible. And I absolutely – I've said it before. You know, there are a lot of things that if my job was to play baseball, I would be very good at. Um, you know, I'm sure you guys remember John Lannon, like, showing up to camp, you know, 40 pounds overweight, in like 2000 whatever. Shout out Long Island. Um, you know, I got to tell you, the one thing I wouldn't do is I wouldn't be out of shape when the time. My job is essentially for the winter is to work out. I'd show up in shape. If my job right now is to play baseball and not, you know, go out to a crowded bar, I could probably do it. Drizzly exists. If, if you really want, I'm going to order, you know, 38 beers to my bedroom and, and hang out in the hotel. But that's that's my opinion. I don't know. How, how are you feeling about this one, Terry? Yeah, I mean, if you look at it, this year's baseball offseason was, what, nine months? So essentially you had nine months to meet up with people, do whatever you wanted to do. Like right now for a 60 game season, just focus on isolating yourself, you know, stick with it, whatever the policy is for the team. And, and that's it. I mean, if you can't do that, you're not being professional. Oh, so like that, uh, the rookie cornerback out in Seattle uh, today, uh, was it Thursday, Thursday, August 13th, 2020, uh, in the age of uh, coronavirus, the one of the rookie, I guess, late draft picked or maybe unsigned free agent, uh, undrafted free agents, cornerback disguised a girl as a player to sneak her into the hotel. Wow. Yeah. I guess you guys didn't wow. see it. I got to get on that on my phone. I got to say, definitely irresponsible. You got to applaud creativity. I respect that. Look, I respect that. Honestly. It's it's good stuff, but like his the veteran teammates called him out on it. They 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 did the the quote unquote snitch line, which you know if you're a team like the Seattle Seahawks and you know if you have championship aspirations, this bullshit has to stop at the door. Like mm -hmm. you can't even allow it anywhere in, like nearby. 
100%. Especially football. I mean, you have 55-man rosters, plus they have all these other guys that will eventually get cut. So there's like 70, 80 guys. Each position has coaches, assistants. Uh, so it's a lot more than, than baseball, having about 30 guys. You, know, you, you kind of have to think each action is like lighting a match. And when you bring it to, back to your team, like with coaches are usually at an advanced age. They may not have the healthiest of lifestyles. Uh, a lot of coaches are known for just – sitting in the video room, just breaking down films, eating whatever shit is in the cafeteria, you know, being very set, uh, sedimentary. Uh, I, I don't know. That's sedentary. Right. There you go. That's why I brought you on. <laughs> but yeah, like they, they're not known to be very active in this disease. We've went constantly in every, every iteration of this podcast and this podcast channel, we've talked about how bad it is for people who are not active, who are lungs are probably shitty, you know, just it's, it's it's selfish and i'm glad that you know there is now kind of a measuring stick for that disciplinary action not if you intentionally throw at a player you get suspended for eight games which joe kelly won his appeal so now he gets only five games That's good. So, uh, <clears throat> but uh the hitting coach for the astros uh got 20 games for his 20, I heard. yeah his involvement in the uh the little dust up they had with the a's with loriano right loriano yeah. Who sneaky? One of the better players in the American League. He's great this year, man. Absolutely stuck. So good. He, uh, I think he gets over overshadowed by being a center fielder in the West with you know Mike Trout being out there, and also no one gives a fuck about the West Coast. No, um, which is a shame. Um, you know, there's a lot of great players there who are just kind of hanging. Unless you're on the Dodgers, in which Dodgers case, get a lot of buzz. Yeah, yeah, Dodgers. Yeah. Um, you know, deservedly so. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I felt that suspension was actually fair. Mm-hmm. Um, the Joe Kelly one or the uh, the Astro coach? The Astros coach, um, Centron, Centron. Yeah. Um, your coach, you got to be better than that. Yes, yeah. you know. Uh, I mean, I, I've never been in a major league baseball. Actually, I have been in a major league baseball dugout, not during a game. Um, I'll tell you guys that story another time. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, your, your adrenaline's probably not as high as, as a guy who's out there on the field, um, playing. You're also supposed to be a little bit older, a little bit more mature. You're a coach. Right. Right. Like coach these guys. Don't talk shit about some player's mom, especially not in an empty fucking stadium where 90% of the players are mic'd up and literally they can just play back that audio and be like, okay, yes, you said something offensive. Like that's 20 games done. Move on. Um, That's a third of the season. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, was it – and uh, there was the, the John Boy video that broke down the fight, and you saw everything this guy did where he actually, like, waved him in, you know, yeah. the whole, like, come on, and then hid behind his players. You know, so if you're going to talk shit, you know, with the, uh, the old saying is you talk shit, you got to get hit. So it's, get out in front of it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. For sure. I mean, even Robin Ventura took his beating. You know yeah. what I mean? He's getting his ass kicked. It's uh, – you, you play that card, you got to be ready to, to, you know, back it up. Yeah. And Loriano's like a – he's like a linebacker. He's like – He's a big dude. A, he's a stocky – like, he's a, he's a thick boy. He ran into, like, six guys. He didn't care. Like, <laughs> he's like, I'll, I'll go down swinging right now. Didn't even care. <laughs> like the backup catcher tried to, like, um, wrangle him up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like even his suspension was okay, uh, mostly because you probably shouldn't have been that close to anybody not on your own team if you can avoid it. Right. Um, 
I don't know how you guys feel about that one, but I, I feel all the in that incident were uh, were fair. They put the rules out early where it said, you know, you know, no, don't fight. There's no fighting will not be allowed, and they wanted to. With the Joe Kelly, just right off the bat, that that high suspension, they wanted to kind of say like, hey, "We're going to make this very unappealing to you to you know get your, your your pound of flesh against the Astros or anyone else for that that matter." But I th- I think that because the guy was talking, he should like it, it was a dead issue. Like Luriano, he got hit three times in that series. I was going to say Oakland got hit like four times. Yeah, the Astros didn't get hit at all. No. So it, and and you you gotta like. You kind of got to understand that this guy is – he's upset that he's getting hit, you know, especially being on a good team that the A's are, by the way. Uh, that's one of our, our picks. So, go open. Um, doing well. They're, they're, they're clicking right now. They're doing everything that they can to, to be in first place. And the Astros – like, and I know, understand that the Astros are – like they had a young pitcher out there. They just let it go. That's all it is. Just let it go. That coach really – he fucked it up. And I, I think he should have got – the whole season, honestly, because that was 100% avoidable. Like, it wasn't 100%. like – it wasn't intentional. It wasn't an intentional hit. It wasn't like they had beef before. He's just – he was just trying to start shit. He should have been just – I mean, it, get it, take him out. Take I agree. Him. It had nothing to do with him in the first place. He basically caused that whole uh, brawl, so. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, 100%. 100%, 100%. Like, I mean, I'm all for – the players and player safety and like even going back to like the Cespedes thing when it came out, he, if he wanted to leave because of COVID and he felt that they, that the Mets may have been, may have been playing a little bit too loosey goosey or something like he didn't like. And and I, I respect that a hundred percent. Like I said it, you know, it's, if he did also, if he didn't think that he was going to get his contract a hundred percent opt out, it's like, he's not going to get paid. You know he's not going to get paid the 19 million or whatever it was going to be this year. Yeah, I think he only got 665 thousand dollars. So, Poor bastard. I know, right? That's, That's it. Tough. That's tough. But you know, I'm all for guys getting their money and you know doing what they got to do. But I I can't you know say this enough that the safety of the players, if it can, if anything can be avoided, let it be avoided. You know, there shouldn't be no there should be no fights this year. I mean, except in the West. That's it. Like, the only place that's going to get any any rowdy is the West. Yeah. It like, is. Yankees are playing the Red Sox this weekend. I can't imagine there's going to be <laughs> I I don't think there's a rivalry that anymore with the Red Sox and the Yankees. I think that's kind of so dead. bad. The Red Sox yeah. is so bad. Yeah. Like, Can I make a, uh, a quick prompt for everyone that I thought of earlier? I forgot to discuss it on the uh, pre-production meeting. <laughs> Jackie Bradley Jr. getting traded this year or no? Um, he's got how many? Is he a free agent after this year? Yep. Yeah, he's getting traded. He's so good defensively. I know. So good defensively, but I don't see a spot for him there in Boston right now. You know where I think he should go? Where? Padres. Indiana. They got a lot. That of makes that a, that makes that a fucking team. Yeah, I'm trying to think who's their center fielder right now. Like, because if that's a, if that's a hole, then that's that's a fantastic place to go. I was I was actually thinking the the Braves, but be great. I think the Braves too. have a ton of outfielders too, though. Let's see who is. Let's see. I mean, because 
Fernando Tatis Jr. has been absolutely incredible this year. Yeah. Yeah, he's like an MVP candidate. Oh, my God. The guy steals bases. Defensively, he's just a wizard out there. Hits for power. Uh, Yeah, looking at the Padres and who they have in the outfield, it is very weak. Yeah. Very weak. Tommy Pham's good. Uh, Tommy Pham can hit. Will Myers is out there too, right? But Will Myers is a bit of a bit of a wash, in my opinion. He's he's an injury waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? If the Padres going to make that move, I'll be a hundred percent for because that adds a completely different level to the uh, the Padres. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at them again now. I I think that that's uh, you know, granted, I don't know who goes, but um, they'll trade some prospects. That's all it is. Yeah, I mean, at this point, the Red Sox aren't going to be good for a year or two anyway. Um, I think they do. They're going to get prospects. They're going to get, like, anybody who wants anything, prospects. Yeah, it's – yeah, the Red Sox are nowhere near competing for the next two years. Which is good. like like to see that. Yeah. Love that is, yeah. But you got to watch out for Tampa, though. Definitely got to watch out for Tampa. And, and Toronto's going to be on the come coming up. They have such a good offensive team, too, in Toronto. Scary good hitters. Scary good. They put in, what, seven home runs one game this week? Against yeah, they're down like 8 nothing, and they wound up winning 11-8. I was going to say it was like 14-11. It was a high-scoring game. Yeah. Jesus. You know what it is? It's, it's those, uh, those brand-new home unis that they got that they're rocking. Let me tell you. Fire, fire. They, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. But, yeah, I think – the uh, AL East is definitely a very interesting uh, division. You know, the Yankees are all honestly, you know, no, like, I, th- I don't think anyone saw the Yankees starting out this hot except for everybody in the world. I mean, is they like the, the only team that was, I think, right off the bat, a threat to them was Tampa Bay. But even I think they got off to a slower start. I mean, Tampa Bay is not far behind. They're a game back right now. Um, but. I mean, Baltimore's playing a lot better than I thought. Yeah, oh, right? a lot better than anyone thought. Yeah, surprisingly. Yeah. Could be because I have them in the Marlins right now as the two biggest shocks in baseball. I mean, you can look at the Cubs, twelve and three. You knew they'd be like towards the top of the division, but that's a great start. But mm-hmm. look at what Miami's doing, and with uh, Baltimore's competing, uh, it's good to see those teams who normally are at the bottom every year at least showing some life and and competing a little bit. They hit that. They hit the 10-game mark, which I think everyone expected them to only win 10 For the whole season. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, there was a brief period of time before things kicked off where I was like, oh, my God, it's completely possible that the Baltimore Orioles win a single-digit number of games <laughs> and have to look at that for the rest of their, like, his team history. Forever and ever, it's going to say, like, you know, Baltimore Orioles went – Fucking eight and fifty-two one year. And I like, know. So grim. <laughs> that was a realistic possibility for them. Yeah. Uh, but they're actually they're playing, man. They got some good young talent there, and things are picking up. Um, you know, I think maybe I don't even know who they could even trade for uh, trade on that team because I think everybody's young enough. They might as well just keep things as they are. Yeah. Hey, the when's only- the deadline? Do we know when the uh, the trade deadline All- is? Uh, end of August. Thirty-first. Yeah. You see a lot of moves here and there. Yeah, I mean, a lot of small be, stuff, I think. You think a lot of small stuff? Because this is going to be a team like, you know, Detroit or the White Sox. Like, this might be our chance to win. Like, right. how mm-hmm. many opportunities are we going to have? Eight teams in the playoffs. So, I think some teams might jump a little bit more. 
to try to win this year because this is like the only chance at winning for some teams. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I, I think like you, you kind of like you'll have teams kind of coming back to like if you look at the NL East, like it's I think it's Atlanta, Washington, the Mets, and then Florida and uh, Philadelphia. And I think I think the the Phillies will definitely make a trade to get a lot better. They just called up their hot prospect for third base today, and I think he got a hit. I'm pretty sure, but I I think I, they I brought definitely... a bomb. What's that? Alex Baum. Yeah, yeah. They brought him up, and I are they lost today? Oof to the to the. They old. have no pitching. Their bullpen is terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, if the Mets want to trade Edwin Diaz, trade him down the road. Trade him down there, the top hike. There you go. Get him off the books. Get him out of here. Edwin Diaz like, down to the uh, down to the Phillies would be nice to get him out of here. You know, maybe uh, throw in a a Gazelman. Is he just, actually now he's going to be a starter for us? So who cares? <laughs> he's taking Stroman's spot. Well, Stroman didn't uh, start this year. Yeah. Right? Um, who else got? Um, he took Michael Walker's spot. Walker got hurt, but I think right. Walker, like he's he's saying it's not too bad. So he's he might be coming back, and I think with the Lugos our closer now. So I'm I'm happy. I'm happy about this. Good. <laughs> you got to keep a positive attitude about these things. It's very important. A hundred percent. And right now, uh, what we're gonna do is in podcast time. It's gonna feel like three seconds, but for us. It's gonna, we're going to take a little bit of a break. So, everybody, hold up your hands and count to three. One. For the last time, get rid of those sideburns. Look, Mr. Burns, I don't know what you think sideburns are, but... Don't argue with me. Just get rid of them. And we're back again. Look at that. I'm telling you. Wow. Podcast World, they travel so fast. They don't, they don't know. Flew by. <laughs> 16 days. It's been five years. <laughs> I couldn't remember the uh, amount of time in Nothing Compares to You, but uh, that's how long we were away for. So Four minutes and 45 seconds. <laughs> so uh, what we'd like to do, uh, Joey, uh, since, you're, since you're our guest for this uh, version of a sports show, uh, we'd like to kind of have – that was our quick recap, and now we're kind of going to talk about our, uh, our main topic, which, you know, as I mentioned before, the Toronto Blue Jays – Broke out these new kind of alternative home uh, jerseys, which they're like a dark, like kind of like a dark Carolina blue with a with a dope like navy blue and light blue hat. Um, and I thought they were fucking they were sick as shit. And I think and I asked Mike if he wanted to do this. So what we're gonna do is we're probably gonna go over like our top five favorite jerseys of all time. Of we all may time? have some like overlapping things or anything like that, but I, I think this would be a very fun discussion. You know, just. Just talking, some bros talking about fashion. That's what it That's is. That's it. That's it. Right. Then you got to have the hat to match and everything. Oh right? yeah, it's important. I'm a big hat guy. As somebody with a with a bald head, but my my head is too big for fitted hats. I have to hunt for the size eight. Size eights are hard to find. It is a tough find. Like the hat I have on now took me years to find. The Montgomery biscuits took me years. <laughs> Montgomery biscuits. It's just you and uh, Michael K who have heads that size, right? I I met Michael K before. His head is ginormous. <laughs> it is, it's like long and wide. Michael K. It's a. I'm surprised he's able to get around so so like well. And also, like figuratively, he has a gigantic head. So don't forget. So were you were you guys able to narrow it down to just five? And is it more organization or is it like 
to a specific time period. I say just just have fun with it. Just go just go nuts. Just have fun with it. Yeah. We can have, right. we can sit here for six hours talking about jerseys, man. That's good. So That's I came me. up with like a whole bunch and I'm gonna wing the five. Okay. So when I repost about this on uh, various internet platforms, my plan is to be like, oh, but I forgot. <laughs> so I'm never going to forget something. Story, story, story. I have a general idea. <laughs> I'm going to narrow that down. So. Yes. Well, all- I know my two favorite of all time is – to me, I think my favorite of all time is like the Mariners, Ken Griffey days. The sleeveless, me, the sleeveless one. Uh, it's, you know, what was it? Is that baby blue? Oh like, no! Was it, I'm sorry. The tealish green it looked like. Yeah, 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 yeah. But to me, like that grippy. To me, that's like my number one all time. And I also really like the Florida Marlins, like the young Marlins team, the one that won the World Series with like oh, okay. Edgar Renteria back then. They had right, like, right. Charles Johnson, uh, Mike Lowell, I think was on that team. Gary Sheffield. Sheffield. They had all yes. those guys. I used to like that Marlins uh, jersey a lot. So now, I, I, I think there. we kind of have like a because I I love the like the the late '90s Seattle Mariners like the sleeveless where they have the long like yeah navy blue undershirt. I think there is a, a big respect for Major League Baseball teams with the sleeveless jerseys, and a lot of them are like fucking dope. Yeah, I was always a fan. Yeah, and then Griffey went to Cincinnati. They also had a sleeveless there. Yep. Um, I didn't love the Cincinnati sleeveless though. It wasn't the same. Seattle. It didn't really. It didn't cut the same. It was a little more like. Uh, it, it felt like they tried too hard sometimes to get like that like drop shadow on it, where it's like right. It was the red lines with like, the C that had like a black outline on it. It was kind of, and they they matched it with the black hats, which was it was a it was a tough look. Black hats were big. I like those. Black hats were like yeah. That was a I think that was a late nineties, early two thousands move, and I respect the I respect the hell out of it. Gotta I gotta say. Joey's saying the Mariners of the uh, the Griffey era. I would actually go back a little bit, and those royal blue, yellow, and like cream white jerseys that they've actually been wearing uh, recently. Um, those throwbacks are like fucking gorgeous. Uh, they're definitely in in some of my top there. Um, I really like the way those look. You know, the Trident M is like a cool, uh, yeah. cool look. Um, those are. I think those are pretty nice. Um, those are great. That's- yeah, Seattle's had some great uniforms. Bad teams, good uniforms. Great uniforms. Yeah. I, I think I mean, with, with me, I'm kind of biased towards when I was a kid. Right. Because to me, that was like the glory days of baseball. So when I think of my favorite uniforms, it's going to probably be uh, growing up and, and seeing those. But but you're absolutely right about the old school Mariner jerseys. Those are, Those were really awesome. Because I got to tell you, I, I like what San Diego is doing now, which is kind of like Love that it. new wave throwback where it's like the, uh, the brown and gold, like the brown and yellow, where it's, it, looks like a, it looks like a throwback, but it's like kind of on its own like level. Yep. Where it's, I was like, I would fucking buy a San Diego Padres jersey like right now if I could. Probably should because if that team continues playing the way they are and those guys continue being that charismatic, you're not going to be able to get one. I know. A Tatis jersey is going to be like – but uh, fucking hard to find. I actually really, you mentioned a good point, Brian, about the Padres jerseys is that it's sort of like, uh, like a new throwback, right? They, they created a lot of old um, Padres design elements and like kind of a newer uniform. And I think for a team that has been, you know, generously underperforming for a really long time, 
um, they and who have had historically some of the ugliest fucking uniforms. I mean, good for you. I you know I love that they did the whole you know uh, salute to the military thing. There's so many naval bases around there. Right. Camouflage uniforms were just absolutely diarrhea stitched on a cloth. Oh, they were so. If, um, uh, so for the the movie fans that are checking this out, and you know, obviously Movie Man every Sunday and all that nonsense, but uh, the San Diego Padres, awesome. in a way, I think right after two thousand and maybe two thousand five, like right at the end of the Bush administration, they're like, oh, we're gonna you know pay homage to pay tribute to the troops and wear these like this shit like am- uh, the camo jerseys, which are, you could Google them and they're fucking atrocious. I recommend that you do Google them. They're really a, I mean to the extent that you can see them they're um really not great yeah and they paired them with like a like a like a shitty green hat too so yeah it, it, actually it, I didn't mind the green hat as much I like green green's a favorite color um but the the point I was I was circling around to on that was that for a team that hasn't really had an identity or any confidence or or anything like that um the idea of making a new uniform based on kind of your old stuff um to give yourself like a team identity, like, Hey, we're a winning team. Yeah. Well, look what happened to the fucking mighty ducks. Right. right. Back, back, back. Close all of a sudden coach Bombay gets them all jerseys playing like winners. Yep. So I think that that's, you know, something that is working in the Padres favor um, going forward and, you know, Hey, maybe some more underachieving teams should, uh, should give it a shot. I think the Orioles look great in Brown. Well, listen, I mean, the originality of it is great. Like, you see someone with a brown hat and a baseball logo, you know it's the Padres. You see someone in a blue hat, is it the Dodgers, the Cubs? There could be 20 different teams. So, again, it sticks out, it stands out, they own it. So, I I am also a fan of of the new Padres uniform. And, like, it does have that throwback feel that you guys talked about. So, I think that's really cool. Uh, a, a uniform that actually I think has been sneaky, kind of underrated, has been the uh, Milwaukee Brewers uniforms. Like, ever since like uh, was it MLB '97 with the the like the Brewer like the it, it, the M and the B kind of like it, it's it's nice, man. It's good shit. Like that's I could watch Christian Yelich swing a bat in that uniform all day long. Hey, good looking guy, great shape. <laughs> Uniform's beautiful. Um, really well done on the uh, the Brewers part too. And they also had some really shit uniforms. I don't know. I like the glove on the hat. Like, I think it was yeah. the Robin Yount days, maybe. Do you know? Mm-hmm. It took, That's what they're throwing back to, right? Yeah. yeah. It took me an, embarrassing, an embarrassingly long time to figure out that the glove is actually a, an M and a B. For Milton Bradley. Yeah, for Milton Bradley. Yeah, the Hall of Fame outfielder, Milton Bradley. Milton Bradley. And yeah, his I, friend, Elijah Dukes. Elijah Dukes. Lastings Millage, what? Lastings Millage. Lastings Millage. See, there was a great period of time in baseball where you could just oh. be a straight-up criminal and uh, just playing ball was great. That's it. That's, that's I wonder it. what they're up to now. Well, yeah, you guys vamp, and I'll uh, the Google, Google research. They're playing uh, yeah. Costa Rica. <laughs> <laughs> was it um, – the uh, – you know, actually, I like the Team USA jerseys that they play in uh, the World Baseball Classic. Like, I kind of like yeah. – but I kind of wish that, like, I, this would be, like, great for maybe the next World Baseball Classic we're going to get if they do, like, kind of a baseball ripoff of, like, the 92 Dream Team, which would be fucking dope. But I doubt yeah. that's going to happen. That would be awesome, by the way. That would be. 
So Elijah Dukes has not been heard from since 2013 when he was arrested for driving with a suspended license. That's not great. Keep vamping. I'm going to keep (laughs) research here. See, guys, this is what I'm telling you. Structure, podcasts, I don't think it's a thing. Um, no, Joe, you're, you're a San Francisco Giants fan. Now, like, yeah. uh, you, you had to see them come up with the, like that, that orange and the, and the, and the arm stripes, I think that they had. And then they went back to like this kind of the classic, like New York Giants look when Barry Bonds was crushing home runs. Yeah. When he had the, the black jerseys, the black home jerseys, I actually really liked those a lot. Um, I don't know if they're like top five worthy. Okay. Uh, I only feel like with top five, although I hate the Yankees. They their jersey's classic, right? Uh, yeah, I was gonna kind of keep them out of it because you can't it, criticize the Yankees look because it's no, you it's baseball. That's that's like when you see when you think of baseball when you try to explain baseball, you show the Yankees look pinstripe, Yankee pinstripe, and I love the fact that it, they don't use last names on the jersey. Like, yeah, I want to see more teams do it, but then again, I just want the Yankees to do it because it's like their thing. Yeah, so it's kind of like a double edged sword on that. The Mets tried doing like the the no. Uh, no name on the jerseys thing. Didn't work out too well. Didn't work out. Who's that guy, out. number 11, uh, playing second base? <laughs> right. Mets fans aren't that that great. They're not that bright. As one myself, I could tell you. They're not doing well. It is kind of cool. Um, you know, obviously, as a Yankee fan, I'm, uh, and a baseball history fan, you can't argue with, with the, you know, the same logo, that uh, same logo, same uniform that, you know, Babe Ruth and, uh, and Lou Gehrig wore. Um, and yeah, Joe, you're right. I think the the no names on the back is kind of cool. It's like we're the fucking Yankees. Like, yeah. You don't you don't know who number eleven on the Yankees is? What the fuck's wrong with you? Do you, you better that? know who number five was. You better know who number seven was. Like exactly. Like that's. I think that's a cool look, and it's. Uh, I think like there's some other teams that do it, right? Who else? I think uh, you got to give you got to give credit to the St. Louis Cardinals, who are, like each decade they kind of like capture a great look, like that baby yeah. blue. Like the the crisp white where Maguire was playing, like it just they like and now they they kind of have like this kind of uh, this off white after they won the World Series their last time. Yeah, it. I love the off white. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a strong look. And they were on my list too. Uh, again, and that's just because the even their logo. Like you got two Cardinals sitting on a baseball bat. Their hat has you know a Cardinal on a baseball bat. So I think logos also play a part. Look at this guy right I'm here. On my arm. There you go. Yeah, the actual logo itself plays a part in the, the uniform. and Definitely. So I, I felt like they should definitely be on the list of Cardinals. And a cool logo isn't easy to, uh, to come by either. I think um, it, there's definitely, like, cool logos, and then there's ones that try to look cool. Yeah. Like, the, I think the Royals, like, the KC, that's, that's like, timeless. That's, that's, like, a timeless look. But there are, like, when they tried to do, like, I think they tried to do, like, an R once. I was like, this isn't working. They tried, yeah. to, they tried to do the shield. That's what it was. They tried to do Oh, it. right. The I shield. That was a bad look. Yeah. I vaguely remember that, yeah. Was that the year they won the World Series they were wearing gold, or was that the next year they started? Next doing? year. Every, if, every team now, when you win a World Series, you're, you have to wear a jersey that has, like, a gold lining that says you won the, like the, – because, I mean, it's happened before where there are, like – if you look back at history, you'll see, like, teams will have, like, world champions – well, I don't mind a world champion patch. The patch. I don't, I don't like the gold. That can. I mean, it's a it's a great sale at the at the merch stand. You know, you get you get your. Uh, 
I don't know, your Melky Cabrera gold line jersey or something. That's a real thing. Melky yeah, Cabrera still on the Mets. You guys let him go. What happened? I think there? he might. I think he might be playing in Brooklyn right now. He might be on a taxi. Right. Yeah. You know what? I would put the Mets on. I love Mets uh, colors logos. Um, don't I don't mind the black that they did for a while. Um, I think it got played out. They got played. But that out. that blue hat with the orange bill. The hat is great. On there is, whew, right. like perfect. That is just a real, real nice look. Um, to the point where I've actually asked uh, multiple Mets fans in my life, Brian included. Um, I'm like, look, scale one to ten, how bad of a look is it for me to wear that? And everyone has said very, very bad. Can't, you can't do it. I know, um, but I love that. Carry a Paul O'Neill card in your wallet. It will be tough for Paul to take. I do have a Paul O'Neill baseball card in my wallet. Um, any of you guys see me on the street, feel free to ask me about it. I'm happy to show you. It's uh, like 100 years old. Uh, I've had it since 1999. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it would be a very tough look for you to pull off a Mets hat. I mean – I don't, I, I mean, I, nah, I don't even want to say like that, you know, that weird like spring training Yankees hat where it was like blue and then silver, mm-hmm. like the, the silver brim and the silver Yankees logo. I was like, I mean, it could be a cool look, but uh, I couldn't do it. That doesn't, I don't think that hat works either. I think the Yankees spring training logos are pretty, pretty trash, personally. Um, yeah, they got to stick to the basics. Exactly. Stick with what you did. Joey, Joey hit it right on the head there. Stick with the basics. You don't got to remember uh, a couple of years back, uh, New Era tried to do uh, teams in different th- in different teams' colors. Oh, they- that was so unsettling. Right. They put like a Mets hat in Yankees colors and a Yankees yeah. hat in Mets colors, like a Dodgers hat in San Francisco Giants colors. And it was just like, why would you do this? Just is it only so that people don't get beat up at stadiums? <laughs> like, yeah, it was it was bad. I didn't like that. Um, Can you imagine a Yankee logo on a with the Boston Red Sox? Oh my no. god, this is so weird. Can't do it. Can't do it. This doesn't work. That was a bad idea on New Era's part. Stick to you know giving us the green brims once a month, once a year. We'll take that. You know, I don't need anything fancy. Um, Look, I'm I'm all for like a, just like a wild like alternative color. Like as long as it like kind of fits. Like I mean, the obvious one is the Fred Durst red Yankee hat. Yo, I've been thinking about getting one just because, like, it's 2020 and nothing matters anymore. So, like, maybe I'll just wear a fucking Fred Durst Yankee hat. Maybe that's what America's come to. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like, there are certain, like, the blackout hats where it's just – it's the, it's a regular hat, but the, the logo's blacked out, but you could – but it's more, like, uh, embroidered so you could see it. I mean, that's a, that's a good look, but it, it's tough, like, with, especially with baseball. And we've always talked about how to, like, reach out to new newer fans and and kind of like it, it ingratiate the game in a new way and I, I mean the blackout hats are one way but the uh, teams in other teams colors is not that is not how you do it no um do you guys want to talk about the uh turn the clock forward jerseys for a hot second uh are we talking about the mercury mets i am and sean casey in a very awkward reds jersey um i think the seattle mariners also did it right too. They had a pretty wild in Jersey. Who's in charge? We gotta look that up. Whoever's in charge of the Seattle Mariners jerseys is doing a great job. Kudos to them, right? They know they know what to do. For real. I mean, think about it. We I think we've referenced every um, era of the Mariners so Absolutely. far. Absolutely. Always. Always. 
I'm trying to think of who else is really. Um, I'm googling the marketing department so I can invite them onto the show next time. Perfect. I'm sure they're they're free. Um, well, you know what I like. I, what, what I think is pretty cool, Jersey wise. Not necessarily saying the Pirates, but I love how Pittsburgh. So you got the Penguins, the Steelers, and the Pirates. They all stuck to black and gold or that black and yellow. Awesome. Like, so you know Pittsburgh, they're just walking around in black and gold, black it, and yellow. Like that's that's a that's a, that's a blue collar like commitment right there. That's that's a that's a they they bought in to, and even I think yeah. university is close to those colors. I think they're just like kind of I think they're like blue and gold. I think so. Like the, they do have a little gold in it too. Yeah. yeah. I like that idea. I like the idea of a whole city kind of matching. Right. I mean, I think it's. It's cool. You know, it's especially when you have, I mean, New York's a little bit different, obviously. I don't think we could have, we have too many sports teams starting to match, but there are certain things, I mean, other than the Jets, really. Oh, and I guess the, well, the Bills line up with everyone else, but. Yeah, red, white, and blue. Yeah, other than the Jets, really, um, all the teams kind of stick. And the Mets, actually. That well, they, throws things. Oh, the Knicks have arms. So. The Met, yeah, the, yeah Knicks, Orange, Islanders, Mets. Um, but keeping to one thing where everybody is black and gold or everybody is, you know, red and cream or, or red and light blue or whatever, you know, I think things like that are uh, cool for the city. You know what I mean? It gives you like a definite identity, which is the whole point of a jersey. You know, build an identity and, and kind of build a brand, um, which is cool, you know? I think so, too. I, I do like that idea. Yeah. I, I think, like, I'm trying to think of, like, even – like down in Texas, where they got a hell of a lot of teams. Like you got like Dallas has the Cowboys, the, the Mavericks, Mavericks, uh, Dallas they, Stars, Dallas Stars. There are three. Like those are you have white and navy blue, uh, like light blue, and uh, and then with the Dallas Stars, they're like black and green. It's yeah, it's because well, it's, it's Minnesota, right? That's they oh, kept they that kept, from when they were in Minnesota. Oh, yeah. yeah, but like look at Philadelphia with the Eagles and the Phillies and the Six. Right. Like they're not even close. Yeah. I mean, it was, I'm trying to think. Like, they, I don't really think they're all. Besides, I think Pittsburgh got it right. Like, that is yeah. Pittsburgh and Seattle. They're doing good things, except they can't win. But they're doing good things. They can't win. <laughs> they can't win. They can't win. Can't win yet. Right. There'll be a time. Um, I don't know if we'll see it. No. no. But uh, and they might be wearing those turn forward the clock uniforms permanently at that point. Um, you know. It's, now it's a thing. you brought up you you were. Trying to bring up the Mercury Mets, Mike. Uh, where do you stand with that? Are you think it's like you know time gave it like time made it look cooler, or is it still the worst thing? Time didn't make it look cooler. Uh, pretty much nothing was going to make any of those things look cooler. Um, but it was an interesting promotion, an interesting way to look at uh, jerseys and the way you know we think about how our, our sports teams are supposed to look. Um, and you know, sometimes being a little bit outside the box is cool. Um, that was like a miss. Um, it was funny to see, and I'm glad I was alive for it. <laughs> the only team that didn't do it was the Yankees. That's right. We don't give a fuck. Because they're like, we're still gonna have the same look in 300 years. <laughs> yeah, like we're not, uh, we're not changing this. We could be playing on fucking Mars. And you know, interesting little. Uh, oh, never mind. I'm wrong about that. Forget it. Okay. I'll edit it. Out. <laughs> Please don't. Um, I like people that know that I'm fallible. Um, 
But 300 years from now, the Yankees will be wearing like number 483 oh because God. all their numbers will be retired. That's right. All these legends, Hall of Famers, all stars they have, they're not going to have any numbers to put on those uniforms. You, you know, I saw somebody wearing number 21 for the Reds today, Michael Lorenzen, and I was not happy. No, you're a Paul O'Neill guy, man. Paul O'Neill. You got to keep that 21. Uh, the only numbers there. that should be retired all throughout baseball are Jackie Ramos and Paul O'Neill's. Paul O'Neill, that's it. That's it. I mean, I can't see, I can't see any other reason. You know, Maybe you have a Paul O'Neill day. That's right. I would have one. You know, so uh, un, unrelated to this jersey talk, but I guess somewhat, uh, you know, tied in. So I've been playing um, this MLB like nine innings, whatever. It's so you can pitch, you can hit. It's like a you know game on my phone. Um, pretty cool. I'm early on in my season. I'm about like I think 19 games in. Okay. And I noticed the game has Jackie Robinson Day. Wow. Oh, they all do that. Uh, do they? I didn't even realize MLB that. The show does it too. Um, if, if you, well, I play on PS4, so MLB The Show has. Jackie Robinson Day, Mother's Day, and Father's Day. So they'll change wow. the and they'll change the like the sweatpants and everything. That is pretty cool. I had no idea. I was playing the game today and I was like, whoa, I can't believe the like the glitch in the game gave somebody 42 of all numbers, and that's not his number. And then I was and like, then everyone had it on. Everyone has 42. I'm like, that is fucking cool. What a cool I think, thing to do. I think, I think we just uh Mike just admitted he's not a video game guy on the internet, so no, that's a mobile phone for a mobile phone to have it. Mobile phone, yeah. I, that's what I mean. I'm like, this isn't even that. I mean, the graphics are actually pretty good. Um, you know, I mean, some things are weird. Like my Aaron Judge, because I obviously playing as Yankees. Uh, my Aaron Judge character cannot field for anything. Uh, he's essentially just fucking useless out there. Just hit home runs. Yeah, he'll runs and doubles, but not like as many as you'd like. Um, you know, but yeah, as a fielder, he just and uh, Stanton is like running everything down left field. He's fucking outrageous. So um, MVP, that's what it is. MVP stat. So back to the topic at hand. So um, Joey, who else you got on your uh, your list? Yeah. Of anybody specific? So um, for nostalgia, um, although I don't really put this up there, and I, I hate the Dodgers. Me and Brian. Back in the days, a little league oh, played on the Dodgers, right? <laughs> so for seven, eight years, whatever it was, we would wear Dodgers uniform. Yep. Uh, so just from that aspect alone, like it was always cool just to see a Dodger uniform. It's like, hey, growing up, I played for the Dodgers, right? Yeah, it was. Nice. Oh man, it was the white, the white shirt. Yep. Oh my god. Yep. I I don't think I. Oh, shit, I wish I had the, that photo. I still have one of the photos like from back in the day. I'll look, and if I find it, I'll send one over and I'll take a picture and send it. But absolutely. So so for me, I, you know, that's one that's up there. And then to me, another jersey that stands out, you know, is like the Bo Jackson Royals. Ooh. For some reason, yeah. if I see someone with like a Bo Jackson throwback, I'm just like, I want that right now. You know, yeah, That's cool. You know what's crazy? Like um, uh, this other jersey I was going to bring up, the Montreal Expos jerseys. I thought about that too. Like, yeah. I, when I was working at City Field – uh, the, when the Nationals came in, this guy walked in to one of the clubs I was working. He was wearing an Expos jersey, but he had – like it was the like the light blue with the, the French flag on the side. And I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. And then he walked by and he was wearing a Harper jersey. And I go, stop. I go, did you get a custom Expos Harper jersey? He's like, it's like, yeah, man. I'm like – and this was like 2013. I'm like, that's a good investment. 
you, I'm glad you mm-hmm. did that. It's a very good investment. That's cool. I think that uh, aren't the Nationals wearing a different color this year? Aren't they wearing a kind of? Uh, mm-hmm. I'm thinking the Phillies are wearing light blue again this year. Actually, yeah, Phillies yeah. are back to the light blue. Yeah, yeah. So the Expo jersey is that like back in the Andre Dawson days, like before Vlad, right? Before, oh, yeah, a little bit before uh, Vlad, and um, like I, I also like the like the when they the nineties when they committed one, like the the ninety three. One, yeah, like, I mean, yeah, Pedro. I'm sorry, yeah, Pedro, Pedro Randy Johnson, you know, Larry Walker. They had Larry a Walker. squad, and Larry Walker was so good. And the Expos hat was like that, like, oh, yeah, so good. You so, know, it's funny. I uh, actually remember um, <clears throat> the year when the Nationals were becoming a thing, so like the last year, uh, you know, of uh, the Expos, I guess. I was with John Matteo. Um, shout out to our boy John Matteo. Matteo hitting home runs from left left side of the plate. Uh, he, uh, I remember, he was like, "We have to go to the mall." I'm like, all right, like, you know, whatever you want to do. You know, we're in high school, whatever. And he's like, "No, no, no, no. you don't understand." He's like, "The Montreal Expos are about to cease to exist. I got to get a Montreal Expos hat before they're like tough to find." Um, and he was he wore that Montreal Expos hat like everybody everywhere. Um, so it was uh, it was a good look on his part. That was pretty cool. I mean, I respect I respect the hat game, like the the Expos mm-hmm. hat. Like, I I'm trying to remember all the hats that I've had because, like, I, I like I've said before, I've I've worn every single Met hat that has come out. Like, I've had I've had them all. So I wanted to kind of like, as I gotten older and had my own money, I would like to like have a different hat. So I had like the 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 black Blue Jays hat, where it's like like the the T has like the bird in the middle. Oh yeah, I remember you wearing that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I had, I had a Detroit Tigers hat for a little while. Uh, <laughs> I think when we were playing in the, for the Dark Horse, so that's when I had the. the Detroit yeah, hat. that was a good, that was a good hat for that team. Um, I had uh shit, I had the Seattle Mariners throwback hat the to the nineties, and then man, like I, this, I have to actually like make like a, I have to sit down with myself and reflect while looking in the mirror about all the hats that I've worn. That's gonna be I've a long very list. Yeah. I've been very selective with my hats uh, over the years. Um, obviously, I've had a number of these standard Yankee hats. That's my, you know, everyday kind of go-to hat. But again, were you one that had to have the World Series patch every year? Uh, yes. So every, every year they won the World Series, you had to buy that Yankee hat with that patch? 100%. When I was a kid, I would. I remember uh, my brother, uh, both my brothers were big Yankee fans. My brother, who was living at home at the time, um, in 98 96 i had one but i don't remember when i got it but 98 99 and 2000 um my brother actually like you know end of end of you know game four you know, whatever game it was depending on the season was like we gotta go we gotta go right now and we would the game would end we would get in the car and go to models wait online and i would get he would buy me like the shirt and the hat so i actually still have um, the 96 hats lost to time, which is fair. Um, you know, I think I was seven or some, so somewhere around. Yeah. Um, but 98, 99 and 2000, I have the hat with the patch and I have the like world series champion hat, um, That's which is, is a pretty cool, cool look. I have the shirts for most of them too. Although I have unfortunately, um, outgrown them. Uh, so they're probably not gonna be worn anytime soon, but um, yeah, I have a bunch of those. I have a Cardinals hat, the uh, bird on the bat hat, you know, all time favorite. Yep, yep. 
I have a Brooklyn Dodgers hat, which is actually the hat I wear to uh, all Mets games I go to. All I right. was sort of surprised. Yeah, that's a that's a good middle ground. Right, um, and you know, I think I've mentioned on on here before that um, you know my wife's uh, Mets tickets are quite good. Um, we sit, you know, just a couple rows up from the visitors' dugout, so I don't want to like Elaine Bennis this thing and wear <laughs> a game um, and be seen on camera. So. Like I said, after consulting with a number of friends, like, hey, should I get a Mets hat? What should I do here? I debated getting the hat with just the City Field uh, thing on it. Oh, it was Shea Stadium, sorry. Just the Shea Stadium thing on it, which, frankly, I felt was fair. That's neutral uh, there. Yeah. Live in Queens, yeah. you know. It's, but I, I took the advice of the, uh, the Mets fans in my life, life, life and did not get that one. That being said, uh, my father is a huge Mets fan. And what I do have that I've worn before, and I think I've worn it around both you guys. Uh, I have some sort of really weird, rare Mets hat um, that I've never seen before and will probably, I'm assuming, never see again. Uh, it's cream on, like, the actual hat itself, but the bill and the, the snapback portion of it is purple with an orange Mets logo. Wow. I, I don't know where he got it. I feel like that might have been a cap day at the park kind of thing. Yeah. I, no, because it's not like a shitty one. It's like a good quality new era hat. Oh, fuck. Oh, and it's new era hat too? And my dad was not, it is not the kind of man to go out and be like, oh, I'm going to get this really cool Mets hat. Like he just bought a Mets hat and it happened to be this, this cool one. Um, I've never seen it. I've like looked for it like online. It like doesn't exist. So I don't know where he got this thing from. Hmm. Um, you know, I don't know if it was like kind of like a bar giveaway sort of thing, like you know, a bar made a bunch of bootleg Mets hats or what it was. Um, but it is cool as shit, and I have worn it to a bunch of Mets games. Um, maybe I will do so again in the event that we can uh, ever go to a game again. Go to a game, but um, yes, that's that's the Mets hat I have. And then um, <clears throat> the other hat I have, which is now uh, not lost to the sand of the time, I know exactly where it is. Um, and exactly who's wearing it. So, uh, Chris Rice, if you're listening, <laughs> I want that back. Oh, your Oakland A's hat, right? The Oakland A's hat, which was oh. bringing me back full circle to the uh, the uniform. One of my all-time favorites, Reggie Jackson era, pullover, green and gold Oakland A's. I love it. I love that green and gold hat. Um, it was a good get at the time. You know, I wish I still had it. Uh, but, you know, things being what they are. Um, yeah, that's one of my all-time favorite jerseys. I think it's a cool look. I think it sort of encapsul- encapsulates that, like, weird 70s, like, yeah, man, just grow your fucking hair out, get a weird mustache, and, and just play some fucking wacky baseball. Um, and it just looks fucking cool. And I don't love the pullovers on everybody, but I love um, I love those pullovers. I think it's a really, really good look. So. The, the pullover- I put Oakland on that list, too. You know, again, originality. You see somebody in a green jersey – or a green hat, you know it's an Oakland hat. And, yeah, throughout the years, you said Reggie Jackson and then the Ricky Henderson and stuff. Um, definitely love the Oakland, and they have to be towards the top of everyone's list. Yeah. I like. You know what I like? I like when they had the uh, the elephant logo with the elephant yeah. bouncing on the ball. I was like, yo, that's – Do you know that actually goes back all the way to the Philadelphia A's? Really? Oh, because oh, the car- there was the, the carnival in – Philadelphia, right? Well, no, the, the deal was that uh, white elephant was like a phrase for like slang and like, you know, the T 
teens, tens of the 1900s, whatever, um, for like a fucking boondoggle, like a terrible idea. And they, um, I forget the, the owner's name at the time, but it was his, you know, white elephant, his like stupid idea that was never going to work. Um, so they actually wound up, and obviously the franchise did work, you know, however many years later they, they've been around. Um, so I think bring that kind of in and being like, oh yeah, check it out. We're like the white elephant, right? We were like a real idea and you know, we got a couple world championships our belt and a really solid history. So I think that's a cool alternate logo. Um, I really, really like that one actually. So that is nice. Nice. Learn something. We learned something new right there. That's uh, right. All right. So is, uh, you know, um, let's kind of wrap it up. Is there, all right. So right now I've got a hat store, got all the hats, all, all over all over the place all the jerseys like well, whatever we were talking about hats and jerseys you could go in and you could buy one one like throwback hat one current hat one anything like that what's the thing you buy wow. like this is how we're gonna this is how we're gonna end it we're like you have the opportunity any hat you could find any hat you could think of any hat you saw in your past it's all in this store so you now have the opportunity to kind of acquire this it like what would be the one like magical like the thing that's that's a tough question yeah i should have told you guys beforehand yeah you didn't give us a warning for that to pray i never do <laughs> never do on the never spot do. Always just on the on the fly wow hmm do you know yours mike i got it and this might be a uh, sacrilege but I, I i mentioned it earlier i'm just straight up gonna go with that orange and blue mets hat i think that's just a classic cool fucking look um had to pick one jersey to wear forever yeah um i would probably go with the the a's jersey closely followed by the uh pinstripe milwaukee jersey they've been wearing lately so um a lot of a lot of color mishmash there but that those would be my you know my so so i got a solution for flanagan and his med hat obsession right here you know all right what we do is we get a softball team going, and our jersey color is blue and orange. Now he's not wearing a med hat. He's supporting the softball team. Boom. Joey, this is you what I had you on this time, man. This is it. Boom. Could this be a med hat, really. It's our softball team. Could yeah, be softball a thing. team. We're talking about it. Could be a thing. It could be a thing. You know, and we might have to uh, roll with that. And it could be the New York stems. Right. And if we monetize this podcast, it could be a tax write-off. Who knows? Boom. I've been trying to write shit off my taxes for years. <laughs> Kidding. No, I haven't. Haven't, haven't. <laughs> uh, for me, hat-wise, I remember teams, I don't know, maybe a, a few years ago or even like, you know, 10, 20, like 10 years ago, uh, what they would do is have the batting practice hats and they were like mesh. Yeah, I remember that. So mm-hmm. I remember Cincinnati had like a really cool mesh batting practice hat. Like they would wear yeah. it during batting practice. So for some reason, I don't know, I, I just – Go back to that time when maybe like when Griffey was on the Reds, he I saw him with like really cool, I think it was black and red mesh hat. So I'd probably go with that. And and jersey wise, wow, there's, there's so many good ones. So many good ones. Um for me, I, I want to go old school. I want an old school Willie Mage jersey. Okay. Ooh, nice. Very nice. You know, I I would I would say that would be like the ideal jersey. Old school giants. Very nice. I feel like you've been on that train for a while. Yeah, that's cool. Old school giants, yeah. I, yeah. Feel like that's, I feel like that's your thing. That's the team. Oh, that's that's a good call. 
Um, for me, I don't know why, but I would take like the Kirby Puckett era cap, like twins cap. Like it's the all navy blue with like the white and red M. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was a clean. That was a clean look. That is nice. Um, it's a, and also, like I always like wearing hats with an, an initial of mine on it, which is very like egotistical of me. But I feel like it's the one thing I do for myself. No, that's a good idea. I like it actually. Yeah. <laughs> I like um, when we met, you were wearing a Red Sox hat. Is that, is that true? Because I had a B on it. That's why. Yeah. Okay. I, just want, I wasn't sure if it was crazy or not. But. No, no, Stick no. to Brooklyn. Stick to Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I realized it. But there was a sale on Red Sox hat. So I was like, okay, well, I'll get this one. I got a, I got a two. I got a, was it the, the BOGOs from, I got a Mets hat and I got a Red Sox hat. So I was like, okay. Worth but, it. Uh, the, one, the one jersey I would get, it'd be the home white St. Louis Cardinals Keith Hernandez jersey. 37. Oh. I think like that would like yeah. he's one of my favorite players and I feel like that would be such like a like a it's I mean it's probably out there but it's such like a cool look. Question. That's a great look. We've talked about a lot of uniforms today. Mm-hmm. Just cool. This is a big fashion episode. It's important. You got to, you know, diversify your uh your podcast topics here. <clears throat> one thing we didn't get into and if you guys have a few minutes I don't know what we're doing here but yeah. um cleats. Oh shit. Oh no! So I'm gonna pose two quick things on on cleats because obviously nine times out of ten they're they're sort of the, the generic you know New Balances, Nikes, whatever. Mm. How do you guys feel about a bring it all back home here? The Clint Fraser uh, Air Force uh, Jordan cleats, which were sick, or the uh, it was a guy on the Reds. I forget his name, but he wore a pair of the uh, school bands high tops as cleats. Um, gotta tell you, as somebody who wears Vans most of the time anyway, and uh, Vans, if you're listening, please send me uh, whatever you got. I'll take a look. <laughs> Loved them. I thought that was such a cool fucking thing to do. Uh, any any way you can add a little personality without uh, crossing too many lines, I think is cool. I think both those ideas were cool, and I'm curious to see what you guys think about um, that particular aspect <laughs> aspect of jerseys. Um, I. The Clint Frazier Jordans, absolute fire. I think yeah. at that moment is where like I, I need this guy on my team any way possible. Like I think like he had like he also has like a dope shoe game. I think he he buys shoes and sends them to a guy to make them cleats. Yeah, that's what he does. So like that that I feel is like that that's hot. Um, but with you know, and also kind of breaking down the brands and versions, like there's so much out there. But I, when we were playing softball together, what I tried to do is I tried, like, I wanted to match my socks to the, the cleats that I had. So I'd always wear, like, long black socks, and I have the black, like, I think they were black Nikes with a white toe. Because I, I like the look of it looks like just from my leg to my toes is all one color, and then the toe itself is actually, like, a different color. Like, I like that look. I felt like that was kind of cool where it kind of just blends in. I'm I'm kind of the same way. So Frazier's cleats, dope. You know what I mean? Like you have to want to look good while playing. Like you have to. It just builds up your confidence while you're out there. It's just like yo, I'm a ball player. Like look good, feel good, play good. That's how it is. That's right. That's it. And I'm the same way. I try to like you know match batting gloves to cleats or whatever it is. Just to, yeah, you do. That's a cool thing to do, man. You know, it just gets you into the right mindset. And kind of speaking on to your cleats, and we mentioned throwback stuff. Would you be more of a high sock guy, stirrups, the long pant legs? Like, 
I'm full on high sock stirrups. I'm high socks. I, I don't like stirrups. Throwbacks to when we were playing like T-ball and all that shit. That's not, yeah, those were I, like because they always like spun on me, so they always like ended up like twisted. Then they get uh, loose and yeah, they get. Lo- I like I like this. You the, compromise and do the two tone socks. I remember those. I remember those. I I like the, the 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 block colors. I like the high. Like get it right up to like the kneecaps. Like that high. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I gotta tell you though, I think we all did it. Um, Joey, I think you wore pants when we played, right? But yeah. Um, the uh, the high socks with basketball shorts is not exactly the coolest look. That was your look. That was that was my look. Yeah, and uh, I just I do just uh, all those there's a time I wore uh, girls youth softball pants. That was a that was a good uh, that was a good game. I think I played second base that game too. That off. Um, it was a weird time in the softball era. Landing um, green and uh, orange hooligan. That's right. I got to tell you. So my wife still wears my hooligans jersey with the buttons. So for those of you guys who don't know. Um, as we've mentioned a number of times on here so far over the past couple of weeks, um, we were all on a softball team together. Um, and, uh, a number of softball teams together with different players and jerseys and teams and stuff. But I think the iconic one was the green and orange hooligans thing. And with one Jersey that had two buttons on it at the top. Yeah. The first, that's the first iteration, the first iteration, which was a look, um, I was number 46, I was 18 for that Jersey. Eighteen. Um, I forget how I wound up with that, but I maybe that's how old I was. I asked um, you. That's <laughs> eighteen. Eighteen. Okay. Fair enough. Um, but that was a cool one. My wife actually still wears that one, and the regular T-shirt ones floating around. Um, and I still wear the yellow and black railroad in jersey. All yeah, I got that too. Yeah. I got that one too. So. I still have. We had guy. some. Uh, I, I don't know. I think that was mostly Brian was coming up with those jerseys, and uh, did a great job. Brian. Uh, I- Came up with the dark horse was cool. We did the no sleeve, right? Oh, that was a very yeah. cool look. I wanted right. to keep doing that, but I had a uh, an advisor kind of talk me out of it. So that's what I wanted to do for the rail jersey, but somebody uh, talked me out of it. So name names. Let's name names. Uh, well, it's got kind of the same first name as I do. So uh, all right. So thank you guys once again oh. for for uh, for joining us. Uh, Hope the, this has just been a it's been a blast talking about you know jerseys, kind of catching up on the sports. You know, obviously we're not a, a stats based podcast. We we're kind of like at the bar with your buddies, just kind of kicking back with some brews and the, with the boys. Um, and we hope you had a little bit of fun because we had I had a great time. I don't know about you guys. Oh, me too. Thank you guys. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, really uh, glad we got to do this one. So uh, social media is uh, tough, Joey. I know you don't have any of it. I stay away. Joey Good for stays, you. Joey stays out of that shit. So you can find if you want to find Joey, you'll you'll have to go through me. Uh, Mike, <laughs> why don't you tell the good people where they can find you? Uh, you can find me personally at Flanny Pack uh, on Instagram with two Ks. Um, if you guys are interested in punk rock at all, you could find my band, uh, Controlled Substance HC, also on Instagram, uh, Controlled Substance on Spotify, and Controlled Substance HC on Bandcamp. Um, we got a couple things actually in the works. So, uh, you know, if you like it and you're looking for some new stuff from us, uh, give me like a month and I wish I have some new cool shit for you. So, okay. And like always, you can find me over at movie man pod on Twitter at movie man podcast on Instagram. Uh, if you want to buy, uh, I have some baseball inspired shit on our T public page at tpublic.com backslash movie man podcast. It's podcast with a D cause I am very bad at spelling. Uh, you could, you know, get shirts, you could get baseball tees, you could get hoodies, you could get masks, whatever you want. 
Uh, you can drop us a line at movebandpodcast at gmail.com. And also, like I said, if you want a more comprehensive look into baseball, if you want a more deep dive into the nitty gritty of the game, please, please check out my good friend, former teammate of ours, cool dude, Chris Burkowski's uh, podcast, Charging the Mound. Um, he, uh, yeah, he's a great dude. He's fucking smart as shit. So if yeah, you want to, if you really want to know some stuff, check out his show. You can find that on same places you can find all of our shit on. So I'm not going to go through that rigmarole again. Uh, but, uh, so that will be it for the week. I'll see you later. Wear a mask. Wear a mask. Anything else? Any, uh, anything else? I mean, it's been over. Uh, no. All right. A good, uh, eight, eight week last week in fantasy baseball. So. <laughs> I thought I told you to trim those sideburns. Go home. You're off the team for good. Fine. Still, I can better than Steinbrenner.